And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I've just had to pull over in Cobbs Harbour to celebrate this moment with everyone on here. My truck has clicked over to boobies. That's officially boobies. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, February 4th. This is The Drop. We're here in the Classic Factory. I'm G. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tassie? We got our Top Shot Hot Boy wearing a real ugly shirt today. It's Trey Kirby. <laughs> hey Hey-o. yo! We got the International Man of Mystery taking it to the Max Leellis. And finally making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Uh, what is this shirt again? Is that Murph? Oh, this is uh, Sweet Murph, baby. Uh, yeah. This is him um, doing his classic mouth open, <laughs> pretending to know the words on the dance floor. I think this photo is at my wedding. Okay. Everybody at one of our homecomings just showed up wearing this shirt. Didn't tell Murph about it because uh, he hates it when you make him the center of attention like that, making him look as the shirt says Murph ridiculous. <laughs> he looks like Steve-O a little bit. Yeah, he's got a Steve-O look here. Yeah, and you can see his collars open. Ordered him a shirt that was just a little bit too tight for the wedding, so he couldn't quite close it up at top. Good stuff. All right, awesome. Uh, shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions. Always, always looking for your great NBA questions or non-NBA questions. No dunks at theathletic.com. Grab yourself some no dunks gear over at nodunks.com. From Murph Diculous to the No Dunks Nirvana shirt that Lily's got on yeah, there. Yeah, show it off. Beauty, Look at that. Oh, yeah. So that's available over at nodunks.com and hoodies and t-shirts and mugs, all the good gear. And uh, finally, get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Okay, on today's drop. We're going to discuss last night's games. We had some really entertaining mm, games. Yeah. Uh, we had the No Dunks Bowl, of course, between <laughs> the uh, Bulls and the Raptors. Uh, great game between the two LA teams and uh, Trey Young going off there against the Suns. So we'll get into those. We got Five Star Friday Fun. We got Tweet of the Night. We got Rapid Fire Questions. But we start here on a Friday talking about the All-Star teams. Yes, the reserves for the 2022 NBA All-Star game were revealed last night on TNT. The All-Star reserves were voted on by the head coaches in each conference, uh, seven reserves selected from each conference. So let's break them down, but a quick reminder, we'll start in the East. Your starters are Kevin Durant, who's one of the captains. We don't know if he's actually gonna play in the game yet, mm-hmm. but he is a captain. Uh, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, and DeMar DeRozan. Those are the five East starters in at least the pool. The reserves in alphabetical order, like they did on TNT. We've got Jimmy Butler with the Heat, Darius Garland with the Cavs, James Harden, of course, of the Brooklyn Nets, his 10th straight All-Star game. Uh, Zach Levine with the Bulls. Chris Middleton, okay, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Tatum of the Celtics. And Freddie All-Star, you did it, Devlin. Fred Van Vliet <laughs> of the Raps. So the first question, I mean, it's an obvious one, Tass. We look at this Eastern Conference All-Star team. Biggest surprise slash snub, however you want to tackle it. Well, that uh, 
that question in your voice about Chris Middleton. That's the one. It's yeah. Chris Middleton. Oh, yeah. He gets there sort of as the establishment type player, a champ, been there before, gets over uh, a guy like Jared Allen, who's a Cleveland Cavalier, who is a first-time All-Star. Whenever he gets there, he hasn't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. And he would be the second Cavalier because Darius Garland was picked while Chris Middleton is the second buck. So it's understandable why the coaches go back to that old well. Oh, you know, they've won before. You can't pick two guys with the Cleveland Cavaliers, especially because both those guys would be first-time All-Stars. And the same, I think, goes for LaMelo Ball. Chris Middleton over LaMelo Ball would be another first-time All-Star in LaMelo Ball. Mm-hmm. And the coaches did pick, as I said, Darius Garland and Fred Van Fleet as first-time All-Stars, but a third in Jared Allen or a third in LaMelo Ball would be a bridge too far, I guess. And so <laughs> do it. Chris Middleton is there, obviously a very good player. And we all lose out a little bit, especially because LaMelo Ball will not be playing in the big show on Sunday. He'll be there on Friday. We will all be watching the Rising Stars Challenge, but I'm sure uh, LaMelo in the big show would have been nice, but yeah, Chris Middleton, we'll get to the West, I think is the only one that we're all going to be really questioning, just because been there, done that before for the coaches, <laughs> and that's who they picked. They just couldn't pick two Cavs, I think, uh, as, as first-year guys, and same with LaMelo. Yeah, and the reason we might be even questioning it more than normal is, I think some people were like, if the Bucks were going to get a second All-Star, people thought it was Drew Holiday. Not Chris Middleton. They sort of had him as third in the pecking order of Bucks All Stars, but here he is. One of his nicknames on Basketball Reference is Baby Joe Johnson. Oh <laughs> no! Story way. checks out. Wow. Yeah, because it feels like a little bit. He's just he's just so solid of a player. You know, twenty points per game, pretty efficient. He's having like a, the tiniest down year for him, but yeah. he's still solid. Brings it defensively. You know, just fills up the box score. He's consistent. He plays a lot, and uh, the coaches just go, "Yep." And I'm I agree with Tass. I think there's this like little bit of a championship hangover that is there uh where it's like no they're the they're the, the the champs and they're still one of the better teams in the east they deserve more than one and then he just gets in there but that was the surprise for me as well i assume you agree of course yeah uh i think as well what the other thing we see with all-star selection sometimes it's a year behind there's a bit of a yes. lag and i think that's it jared allen was good when he came over in the trade last year but he wasn't as good as he's been so far this season and really impacted what the Cavs have been doing to win chris middleton impacts obviously what uh, milwaukee does to win and i think the thing is with chris middleton is he was fantastic in the playoffs in the finals he got that championship he silenced a lot of critics especially when Giannis went down and so there is that like okay we sort of have to acknowledge and reward that even though he has been an all-star in the past and if Jared Allen's doing it again next season then he's likely to get in especially if the Cavs are doing it. that's just the way it goes right uh, and and yeah I certainly they don't deserve three all-stars the Bucks. it was down to I think Drew or Chris both have a fairly strong case personally I probably would have gone with Drew mm-hmm. but Chris gets in I mean he's, he's not a He's not an overrated player. He's not a bad player. He's just maybe one that we don't appreciate as much as what he does out on the floor because he still drives us crazy sometimes. But he also can win games for the Bucs. Oh, yeah, he and, and he does that. So yeah, just like Joe Johnson. <clears throat> yeah. That's right. Big shots. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not angry that Chris Middleton's in. I'm just disappointed that Jared Allen isn't in because I yeah. think he was he I had him in before Garland on that team right right that so that's your biggest snub yeah uh, when it comes to it though you're obviously pointing out LaMelo Ball uh, Tass as well there are <laughs> a bunch of other names we'll get to what about this guy but <laughs> uh, yeah and Middleton like Joe Johnson let's be honest too doesn't scream of the all-star player type that you want to see in that game, like getting up and down the court, you Footwork. know, incredible plays, yeah, above the rim play, like, you know, I mean, that maybe shouldn't matter at all, but it sort of does a bit, and that's why you wanted LaMelo Ball, Trey. You had him on your team because you're like, 
That guy screams all-star. Totally. A playmaker like that with the flair, you want him, but he's not there right now. 27-7, and seven basically, for LaMelo. The percentages are average. Nothing uh, too crazy, but, you know, he's still only in his 20s, whereas Chris Middleton has established an NBA championship player, so he's getting the... He's getting the veteran nod. There's no doubt about it. My question is, who do you really blame for Jared Allen not making it? Is this more so on Chris Middleton making it to the team or Darius Garland taking over for the last month and a half on the Cavs where they're like, okay, we're going to have one Cav here. It's kind of been Garland who's uh, stirring the drink since uh, Sexton went down, since Rubio went down. Garland has picked up the slack there, and, you know, he obviously sets up both Allen and Mobley. It feels like he is the leader of the Cavs to me, but it felt like Jared Allen was going to be the guy up until January, pretty much, and then it uh, turned into Garland. Uh, The other question I would have is, where my bigs at? From the front to back. (laughs) Who's the tallest guy on the bench here? Tatum? Tatum, Tatum, I guess, yeah. He might be 6'9 at this point. I don't know, but uh, (laughs) it's not not looking good. I uh, I guess it's nice that they got Giannis and Joel Embiid, but no tallies. Mm. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, and then to bring it back to KD, the captain, we don't know if he's playing in this game. Let's say he doesn't. Let's say you know the Nets don't want him to. He doesn't want to for whatever reason. So Adam Silver would get to name a replacement. I think what's fascinating is it's in Cleveland. Does he give the nod to Jared Allen, who's a big too? You know, KD is a front court player, so they go that route. Or does Adam Silver go, oh, LaMelo Ball, everybody, he's already there for the Rising Stars. <laughs> everybody wants to see the guy in a game like this, and does he go with them? You can't really... There's no really wrong answer, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, both are deserving, as we're saying. What would you think he does, though, Tess? Would it go? Would he match it because KD would be a front court player that they would add another one, or oh, would he care at all? No one cares. About no one cares. That. I don't think the commissioner cares that a front court player is there, and that <laughs> okay. he's got. I, I don't think that matters at all. And as far as the Jared Allen uh, in the All Star Game experience, of course you want Jared Allen on your team, but do you want him on a Sunday? Dunking uh, or dinking and dumping four feet away. <laughs> he would go eight yeah. for eight for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I would, it, when <laughs> we get to the drafting of players, LeBron and Kevin Durant would want Jared Allen on their team. You do the dirty work, get us some extra mm. possessions, and you don't take any shots from the rest of us. Yeah, you want Jared Allen on your team, but everybody wants Mello, I think, uh, as far as fans go. And so that would be the more exciting part. And, you know, the, there's an, a case to be made for Mello. He would. He's the only guy amongst all these snubs that has a winning record, and not be in the All Star yeah. team. The Hornets yeah. are, you know, four. I think they're still four games yeah. above yeah, five hundred, and yeah, everybody else has one. And so, yeah, it came down to with the, with the Cavs. I think the coach is just two for you guys. You first timers, <laughs> no, not going to happen. And Garland is just universally loved. Everybody loves him. Did you see Draymond Green when they yeah. announced him? Draymond Green was so pumped on the TNT broadcast to, to see Darius Garland yeah. picked. And I guess they have a bit of a USA basketball history, but everybody just loves this guy. And he has been so key in his uh, his responsibilities so huge with Sexton and Rubio out. And, and I think Allen's responsibilities get transferred a little bit over to Mobley. So I was definitely happy that Garland got there over Allen. Uh, yeah, I'll push back against that a little bit because the Cavs have won a lot of games because they're an awesome defensive team. Mm-hmm. And that's mainly because of Jared Allen in the back line and other guys like Mobley. But he is the rock back there. Like 16 and 10 is, is no joke either offensively, but he's like the defensive presence has got them a lot of wins. And, you know... As is, the mo- as is the case most times in an All-Star game, it's more about the offense, and mm-hmm. I guess that's why Dar- Darius Garland gets the nod. And I think Trey's right. I think if we had done this the first month of the year, uh, season, excuse me, I think it's Allen, and then over the last couple months, it's Garland sort of has 
surpassed him there with the huge scoring games and still continuing to win and the injuries to the other backcourt players. That's but a big the, part. But too. these guys are picked by coaches. They're not picked by fans. Yeah, you're you know, right. So they deem that Darius Garland uh, is sure. more important. Sure. Um, do you think when it comes to LaMelo Ball that it's possible? Because I don't think we've seen the results. Do we even ever find out no. who the coaches actually pick? No, we no. don't, do we? Uh, yeah, that's sort of a kept under lock and key. Yeah, but no. is it possible... Because Taz said it, the Hornets have a winning record. They're four games above 500. And we thought when we were making our teams, because it was so congested, we were like, okay, one or two for you, one 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 for you. And that didn't happen with the Hornets. But is it because maybe Miles Bridges is also a deserving all-star? You know, he's a 20-point-per-game scorer. He's played really, really well. That they sort of cannibalized each other, maybe, like, split the vote? Is it possible or not? I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I think so. I mean, LaMelo is their best player, but Bridges has had a really strong season for them, so uh, that has helped. And when it comes down to this last selection, yes, you want LaMelo on the team. You want to see him. You want to watch him. But I think Jarrett probably just deserves it just a smidge over him because of the Cavs winning record, because of what Jarrett Allen, Jarrett Allen has done for this team. So I would just tilt it in Allen's favor. And it's in Cleveland. So, you know, let's reward the Cavs. Tom Chambers in Seattle in 1987. Oh, here we go. He was a replacement player. He started the game, won MVP. It never happened again. So maybe Jarrett Allen could uh, could repeat that performance. <laughs> I mean, I'm with Skeets. If he gets into this game as an injury replacement, he's not going to miss a shot. He no. probably... <laughs> I mean, maybe... He could be going up against Gobert. We could see a Ooh, Gobert and yeah. Allen yeah. meeting at the rim. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. He goes like 15 for 15 yeah. from the field and grabs 15 rebounds. <laughs> Suddenly he's got a 30 and 15 in Cleveland. They would definitely give him the trophy. But yeah. just look up Rudy Gobert's uh, basketball reference page. It took him until year seven to make his first all-star team. And I'm telling you, Jared Allen is Rudy Gobert all over again, just with longer hair. Much cooler is what yeah. people seem to think for some reason. People go to bat for Jared Allen way more than they ever did for Rudy Gobert. So I think he's just going to have to wait a little bit here. Okay. Uh, what about some other just Eastern Conference snubs? You know, we've already said LaMelo. We already said Jared Allen, of course. Even Miles Bridges has both been thrown in there. Andrew Holiday. What's another name maybe that you're like, uh, okay. They should get a little more love. Or is this where you want to I'm draw tapped. the line? Yeah. I'm tapped. Yeah. I think. Uh, do we, you, you go to a Jalen Brown, I guess, is the next okay. guy. Okay. Okay. Jalen Brown. Now we're now we're really we're really milking it here. I think we're good. <laughs> wow, there was a lot of uproar. Where's Tyler Hero? And Pascal Siakam, and I Pascal guess. Siakam. Uh, Pascal Pascal recency bias for sure. Start of the season wasn't there, but Tyler Hero. I mean, they're 13 games over 500 to the Heat. So, yeah. if, and, if, and Jimmy's been out a good exactly, chunk of it. Yeah, though he's an All Star. Yeah. Bam missed a ton. Kyle Lowry's now hasn't played in the last 10 games. Yeah. So he's back with the team. Nice to see. And Tyler yeah. getting 20 points a game off the bench in 44 games. Yeah, but how many All Stars have made an All Star team coming off the bench? Manu I know it's happened, but yeah. it's not very Detlef, frequent. I think, yeah. yeah. Not, not many, but I, I just think if you're going to weigh up, because I, I value the winning as well, and if you're 13 games over, I think that strengthens your case. I agree, but I also think like you've got to be almost like 10, 11 games clear of like other teams, and everybody's the same damn record. Yeah, I, it is right? good. Yeah, it's, t- so it's, it is tight in the Eastern Conference. I, I just don't think Pascal started off the season. He's been on fire lately, yeah, no, no doubt yeah. about it. Um, Averages 21, 9, and 5, yeah. and his two-way play right now over the last month or yeah. so is amazing. Yeah, he's, uh, he's on the list. And then Sabonis with the numbers that he puts up on a, on a losing team is, is uh, you know, is is one of the names that you should throw out there, but no one really wants to see him anymore. On the team. <laughs> I mean, yeah, thank I think you for that's saying all of them, it, though. though. Yeah, yeah, those are the big mm-hmm. snubs uh, that we've gone through. Let's move to the West End. Your starters, just to remind you, LeBron, he's the captain. He'll be drafting once again. We got Jokic, Andrew Wiggins. Yes, he's a starter. Steph Curry and John Morant. So, JD, the West Reserves, again, in alphabetical order. Devin Booker with the Suns, Luka Doncic with the Mavs, Rudy Gobert of the Jazz, Draymond Green 
on the broadcast last night on TNT telling him he got in. I love Chuck saying, of course you're going to make the team. We wouldn't have you on right now. That's interesting. It's an interesting take. <laughs> it's amazing. Kenny argued. Yeah, Kenny's no, like, he's no, got to work. We don't know. It's in the briefcase. It's part, so it's part of his job that he has to work Yeah, there. he gets two paychecks now. Uh, Donovan Mitchell with the Jazz. He's in there despite missing a good chunk of time here recently with the concussion. Though I think he's coming back tonight. Uh, maybe he's, yeah, cleared he's, the cleared. Yeah, he's cleared the protocols. Uh, Chris Paul, that's a no-brainer. He's an all-star. And Carl Anthony Towns, uh, after missing the last couple, if I remember correctly, uh, is back yes. to being an all-star. All of those guys, by the way, I think is uh, uh, just a little note here, have all made it before. So mm. the only first-time all-stars in the West are two starters in Wiggins and uh, John Morant. Mm. Um, but biggest surprise, biggest snub. Lee, get us started. Honestly, there is not a snub this time. Okay. There's not a snub. It, the, the real question here is, because Draymond Green is not going to be playing. He's, he said on the show, yeah. I, I'm not playing. Somebody so, so he is going to be replaced. And that really comes down to the question now. And uh, the players in that uh, bracket there, uh, DeJounte Murray, of course. of course. Anthony Davis is there. Anthony Edwards. Jaron Jackson's getting some love. And I think it really should be uh, DeJounte Murray. I think he should be the first guy considered by uh, by Adam Silver. He's averaging almost a triple-double. The wins aren't there, okay? So yeah. the wins aren't there. But again, when you're... Uh, you don't deserve two All-Stars when your team's below 500. But I think DeJounte Murray has been the most sort of underappreciated star this season. He's been doing it at both ends of the floor. He's averaging 29 and, and basically 9. Yeah, Those yeah. are you know, superstar numbers. And giving them the defense as well. Yeah. So uh, that's really the only question here. I don't think you could argue that anyone is 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 not deserving in that reserve yeah, spot. I yeah. think everyone there... Now, Mitchell and Gobert have certainly missed time recently and the Jazz haven't been as good, but their sort of body of work gets them in there. Obviously, Paul and Booker were going to make it. Draymond has been instrumental for the Warriors. And then Carl Anthony Towns, the, the Timberwolves are back, maybe. Let's not get <laughs> yeah. too carried away, but yeah. they're winning back again. Back what? Uh, <laughs> and uh, and Towns, Towns is deserving. So uh, I think that's really the only question is, uh, who is that replacement? Yeah. My first choice would be DeJounte Murray, and then there's a few guys who each have strong cases after that. Okay, Trey, what do you think? Yeah, these were my seven that I had yeah. as reserves, so no surprise, no snubs. No snubs. Um, but I'm with Lee. I would like to see DeJounte Murray be the guy uh, to get in. The case was sold for me when he just destroyed the Bulls in the second half of the game. They played and they could not keep him out of the lane. He's the real deal, but my guess is that it'll be Anthony Davis since he's made wow. eight straight All-Star games. Going to be a little bit of a Joe Johnson, Chris Middleton, where you're like, maybe the season isn't his best season. He's been uh, banged up a little bit, obviously, yeah. but the guy's still weeks. an all-star. Um, yeah. And he's still one of the best in the league. And when he's playing at his best, he's one of the best of the league. So my guess would be Davis just on uh, the pedigree, but Murray would be my personal choice. So proud of the coaches not selecting Anthony Davis. Shocking. I, I thought he would just get the the establishment guy just get get in there and mm -hmm. he could he definitely could as you said hopefully it's DeJounte Murray you saw even Draymond Green on the broadcast getting pumped about just hearing DeJounte yeah. Murray's name <laughs> everybody loves that guy I guess Draymond Green just loves defense as well uh, he loves clutch clients oh that's, that's, <laughs> yep. that's interesting business Garland, business move there Murray DeJounte Murray he must have switched over right AD though is uh, oh. also clutch mm -hmm. yeah yep just not as clutch, I guess. <laughs> uh, it was close last night. Almost very clutch. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of... Uh, proud proud of the coaches and just saying You're proud of the yeah coaches. just saying and it's interesting that we found out yesterday it's uh not 29 
coaches voting for the 14 reserves. It's you just vote for just your, your own conference, conference yeah. without voting for your own player, of course. So yeah, I would like to see DeJounte Murray in there, of course. <laughs> what do you think the reason for that is? The idea that like maybe you because of the schedule basketball. you haven't seen yeah, like a, a team in the East hasn't played the Spurs. I don't know this for sure, but it's possible, I guess. Like it's backloaded at the end yeah. of the season. It's like, oh, well, we haven't played DeJounte Murray. <laughs> I cannot weigh in on him because I have not game planned for him or uh, or competed against mm. him yet. But yeah, you're right. We uh, did get confirmation on that. I think it's uh, DeJounte Murray is going to get selected here because there seems to be like a nice buzz for him there, even in San Antonio. But Trey makes a good point. Of all the players not on the All-Star team, like right now as a snub, the best of the best, it's Anthony Davis. Like he's the best player when healthy. Yes. That's it's just like um, that's just a fact. Uh, because his numbers are even up from last year when he was an all-star, which is weird. I mean, they're up a little bit. He's mm. averaging 24-10, you know, two and a half blocks or a little bit under that. Uh, and outside of Montrez Harrell, AD has the the best, the highest player efficiency rating of all the players not selected. So he's still like really, really efficient. Yeah, shooting a cool seventeen percent from three. That one hurts. That one hurts. But it's, I mean, it's also <laughs> yeah, he doesn't not, take a ton. It's not his. Yeah. not his thing. The yeah. numbers, the numbers are deceiving though. When he since he's come back in these last four or five games, he's been really good. Yeah. No, no question about it. Prior to that, he wasn't that no, good, even was. though he was putting up those numbers. And and I understand obviously. But I'm that, saying if you lined up all the course, snubs, you're going like that guy's still the best. He's guy still he's the healthy. best player, of yeah. course. But on the season we've seen, he's not. I don't believe he's more deserving than Jaron Jackson for what Jackson done for mm. his team for the win, wins they've got the record the defense he's doing it all his numbers are better but for what this should be the representation of this season I think Jackson and Anthony Edwards has probably been better too I don't would I just, you have Jackson Jr. ahead of Mikhail Bridges in the like uh, wow that guy's a deserving all-star because there was a lot of buzz on Twitter last yeah. night I mean I saw Hollinger a bunch of other people saying well Bridges might be a replacement for Draymond Green a deserving one seeing as the yeah, Suns I mean he's know, deserving yeah I, again I think Jackson record has been probably more instrumental for his team's success than Bridges mm. has. Brid- mm. I mean, again, the Suns have got so many contributors. Guys are doing a lot. But I, I, I just, the, the Anthony Davis one, it, that just upsets me. I, that's the only one that I'm angry about. He's also missed a ton. I know, more, exactly more than every uh, other guy. Yeah, Jimmy games. Butler missed a ton of yeah, games. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. What down. about this guy? But we're well, talking he, about guys <laughs> in the West. I mean, he's, he's played 32 of 53 games. He's missed 21 games. The other guy's if we're comparing guys. DeJounte Murray. Yeah, and all okay. these guys have played way more. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So it, I also think if you think the league wants more Lakers representation, this will strengthen your case that they're like, yeah, let's just get more Lakers in because we want the eyeballs. I just don't think it's... I, I, I wouldn't I don't think anybody is tuning into the All-Star game to see Anthony Davis. Though. No, but I'm, I'm just really saying... It's and like, I'm going to bat for him right if now. If, you're, if <laughs> your team's below 500... They don't deserve two All-Stars. One, max. That should be the rule from now on. If you're under 500, (laughs) one max. You're not getting two. Okay. Because I think the Celtics last year were at 500 when both Brown and Tatum got in, and they lost like five in a row. So they had two. Yeah, it looked rough. Uh, And and again, Jalen Brown, we didn't really talk about him. Same sort of thing. He's had a strong season, but there's no way the Celtics deserve two. Okay. So A couple other guys, a couple other snubs that we could chuck out there, though I think it is DeJounte Murray, then maybe Anthony Davis, then Jaron Jackson Jr. there, and even Bridges. But Anthony Edwards... For the Wolves, who are yeah, uh, obviously a back. bit of a tear, they're back from what? We're not still sure, but uh, he's obviously a scoring machine. And, I mean, people say, let's get LaMelo in the game because he's so charismatic and so, like, or not charismatic, so, yeah. he's so electric, I should say, yeah. on the floor. I just want Anthony Davis there, a part of this, because the guy's hilarious. Did you see, excuse me, yeah. Edwards, yes. Uh, getting my Anthony's <laughs> yes. mixed up. Uh, Anthony Edwards there, because he's just so goddamn funny. Uh, and you you can imagine him doing some pretty hilarious things. Oh, I think yeah. he would, like, pants somebody in an All-Star game or something. <laughs> you, just, you just bring the comedy element to, to an All-Star game. And then uh, the only no- other name I have as a deep, deep West snub is Brandon Ingram. 
who as Trey pointed out the other day, when when he plays, the Pelicans are actually like a five. They got a team. chance at least. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he's had a really good under the radar type of season on a really shitty team. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? That's about it. No, no other guys. I think that's it. Ingram has had a wild career when compared to all the other young Lakers guys. He's sort of flying under the radar there in New Orleans, but. He can score anytime, any place. You gotta like watching him play, but yeah, it's under the radar. He's still a great guy, though. Still so, like that. Guy. So, if you are silver, I just want to get this on record. You're taking Dejounte Murray, yes. to replace Draymond Green. You're taking, yeah, I'm taking Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray. I'm accepting Dejounte Murray as well. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, there might be another one because LeBron himself may not. Yeah, uh, like, interesting. So. Maybe open up the door for Anthony Davis. Oh, they, yeah, then they're definitely going to give it to Davis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I like the idea somebody that's like waiting to make their decision on whether or not they're going to watch the all-star game <laughs> to see if a Laker is named as an injury replacement they're like oh, I don't know I don't know wait wait, 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 wait wait a second I'm hearing Adam Silver has added Anthony Davis alright clear in. my schedule for Sunday I'll see you there I'm just saying it's like we need the glamour team in there because oh, the yeah. Knicks the Knicks, obviously, you've got no, not even no a Knicks. sniff. Not even a sniff. <laughs> they didn't even get a what about this guy. No, exactly. No, no. exactly. <laughs> I just, I really don't think people are watching the All-Star game. I'm not saying that. I'm much. saying it's more from the league. It's like, well, let's if one Laker's out, we can slip another one in there. <laughs> I just think that, I think that has a has You're a probably right. Yeah. yeah, there's Laker. I mean, no Clippers either. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, there's basketball fans in L.A. Yeah, I get what Leah said. If they had zero All-Stars, get one in because, yeah, that's, you want the Lakers quote-unquote on TV for Mm -hmm, sure mm -hmm. that makes sense um final question here from all of this all-star talk we do have the draft like I said it's going to be LeBron and KD it's coming up next week I guess right it's when they do the actual selections we'll show you the entire player pool here Trey and and there's two cues of this well there's really four cues but who gets drafted first and last (laughs) from the starters which are uh, denoted there with the star, and then who gets drafted first and last from the reserves? Um, if you were a guessing man, or if you're if you're one of the captains, what's Trey Kirby doing? Went back and uh, looked at the LeBron drafting reel, and it seems to be as long as he doesn't have a teammate available to be drafted, he's taking the best player out there. So I'm guessing he takes Giannis once again uh, as the number one draft pick, which would be a good choice. But, I mean, his roster last year was ridiculous. Somehow LeBron had Giannis, Curry, and Doncic as his first three picks. (laughs) What was going on? <laughs> and he always picked Lillard, so there's no Lillard for him to pick this year. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, okay, so then who goes last from the starter pool? Is it obvious Andrew Wiggins? or <laughs> I think it's an obvious Wiggins. It's an OW. Yeah, I think so. Okay, and then what about first and last from the reserves? Obviously, more names to pick from. Uh, my, I think that the first pick... Who gets the first pick? I think actually? it's KD then in that instance. Yes, oh, it does. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So does he go Harden? James Harden yeah. is now my pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he took Kyrie as his first pick uh, last time around. Yeah, um, not so, la- yeah, not last year, but yeah, the last time. The yeah. last time yeah. he had a draft. Yeah. So. Okay, so you're going uh, him just taking a Nets player. That's yeah. probably what he'll do. That'll be boring. Uh, and then, yeah, who goes last? Who goes last from this bunch? <laughs> I guess that's LeBron's pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, man, it? okay, okay. Yeah. Draymond Green had some uh, choice words about Rudy last night. I don't, did you watch the... I didn't uh, see that part of it. Did you watch the... the well, I thought when they announced Rudy Gobert that the words were silence. Draymond oh. Green was usually excited about anybody picked, but then he just went radio silence I think it got Rudy even Gobert's quieter selection. for Donovan Mitchell. It was yeah, crickets it was. in the studio for it that was. name. It was. Uh, and then, yeah, Draymond... 
you know, making fun of Rudy Gobert about crying because they were talking about like, what if you don't get selected and all that? And he's basically, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to cry or <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they were piling on the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so Draymond Rudy went Gomez. and did a 35 okay. minute press conference after he actually spent more time at the podium than he did on television. I get what you're saying, Dre. You need a podcast. You know, TV. We know yeah. you don't get a lot of time to talk. That's right? short. It's it's commercials. Bang bang. You didn't get a lot of time to talk. So then he did a 35 minute uh, press conference where he was just. Flipping, he was he was great, but yeah, I think it, the silence speaks louder oh, than any words. Totally. It was both jazz players. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what do you think of that? What do you make of that? Well, they're not loved. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm surprised a bit with Donovan, to be honest. Yeah. I think he's a bit more charismatic, I suppose. But uh, Rudy is just not loved. He's not a loved guy by fans, by teammate or, or uh, opponents, and that's just the way it is. You okay. know, he, he talks out there, and um, you know. But Rudy's also a very, very good player. Yeah. So, Do you think he goes last in the All-Star uh, yeah, draft? I, I do. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? No, I don't think Who? so because we're short on big guys. Yeah, I don't. Nah, these guys are. Like yeah, LeBron's, LeBron's not dumb. He's still he's building dumb. a team. He's like, I need a big guy. And, you know, Valen's off the board or something like that. Or, he also, sorry, sorry, he's not even there. Excuse he me. also doesn't want to get close to the hoop in an All-Star game and let somebody else do that. He wants to stand behind the three-point line. Yeah, LeBron's like. If I'm attacking, I don't want to go against Rudy Gobert. He's actually going to try and play defense in this game. Screw that. I'd rather have him on my team. You know, so uh, I don't think he'll be last. That's Who my bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's Middleton? Uh, no, I feel like uh, there's respect there from playing. I, I, <laughs> well, that's the thing is, is, is you don't obviously get selected last. It's like it's just whoever's last man standing. So if it comes down to those last yeah. two, that's, that's the key spot there. Yeah. You know, Gar- Garland's going to be picked real high. I think they like the enthusiasm of the first time sure. guys. And people just love DG. Just call him DG for the first time in his history. I think Darius Garland is going to be picked high. Mark it down. I, th- I mean, <laughs> look, it's a it's an amazing story from being undrafted in 2016 to now being an all-star. I'm talking about Freddie All-Star. Uh, Van Vliet could be last. I could see that. There's a lot of guards. There's a lot of guards. There's so yeah, many there. guards. There's a lot of guards. Um, so you know he could still be there at the end, and then he's. Mm-hmm. Just I'm just trying to think if there's any team. any connection between LeBron and and, and Van Vliet or uh, Kevin Durant. You know, because sometimes it could be like, ah, oh, that's my bro. You know, but can't sort of think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head. Here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear from everybody out there when it comes to your thoughts on the reserves that were selected last night, on who should be the injury replacements for Draymond Green at least, and possibly Kevin Durant, maybe even LeBron. Who were the big snubs and. Uh, when it comes to the actual draft next week, who's going first and last in both of the pools, the starters and reserves? Let's hear from everybody in the stream team and everybody listening later. Tweet at us at no dunks Inc. or leave your thoughts in the comments below the video. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll get to last night's game, some news, and a whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Back in the classic factory... 
for a Friday drop. As I said off the top of the show, some really entertaining games last night, so let's break a few of them down. We'll start with Trey Young scoring 43 points as the Hawks and the Suns' 11-game win streak. Lee, Hawks were on fire from downtown. They certainly were. Trey Young was incredible. I nearly made a late mad dash down to the Fortress last night because the Suns, only time they're in town, I was like, I haven't been for a while. Maybe I should go down. Didn't go down, and I I regretted it this Mm. morning because it was a banger of a game. Probably the Hawks' uh, biggest win of the season against a team that had won 11 in a row. Mm -hmm. Hawks have won 8 of 9, 8 straight with Trey Young. And Trey Young last night, 43 Big, big points and five assists. Hit some huge uh, threes, as we mentioned there. But what I really liked about his game is sometimes when he takes those deep, long threes, now he's earned that reputation he can take them. You, You sometimes think maybe not right now, but he can hit them. But he doesn't just settle for those. He really does mix his game up. He goes inside. And early on last night, it seemed like they were trying to trap him. And he went right past DeAndre Ayton. He's so quick like that. And then they hung back a little bit. They went a bit deeper on him. And he's got that little floaty, flicky, pushy thing that Mm -hmm. he does there. (laughs) And that worked. And the Suns tried everyone on him. Bridges, Paul, Booker, Cam Johnson got a go at him as well. Trey's handle is so tight that he very rarely just loses possession. And he's fast and he's got that um, ability to change pace and speed, which really makes it tough. And then when the Hawks move the ball and they get open looks underneath, whether it's a, a, an oop to like a John Collins or Capella, whoever's there, or they kick it out and you've got Kevin Huerta knocking down. Oh, you threes. would have been blowing oh, so many Corver kisses yeah. last night. And Gallinari can hit him. Like that ball when it's moving around, the Hawks just look so much better. And over these last nine games, they've got the fourth best defense defense in the league and I think that's a key for why they've been winning another key is getting guys back but also at this point of the show usually it's like you know then Chris Paul in the fourth quarter took over and closed it out for his team he didn't do that last night he didn't score in the fourth quarter he still had three assists but the funniest part of this game was when Trey Young was dribbling the ball up and Chris Paul sort of bumped into him (laughs) and the foul was caught on Chris Paul and then Chris Paul it was like, oh, he's flopping all over the place like this. A classic Chris, Chris Paul should have been shaking his hand saying, well done, man. You got me. You got me. That's my move, man. Yeah, you yeah. stole my move and it worked. That um, was the Spider-Man meme. Exactly, sure. yeah. And uh, and Trey Young did a couple of those last night where he sort of does that stop start mm-hmm. and he got the foul. They're trying to sort of eradicate that. It wasn't too egregious, but he was still sort of doing it. But overall, uh, really, really good win here by the Hooks because they hung on, they got that lead and they didn't give it back against uh, the best team, the hottest team right now in the NBA and again I mentioned those defenders I think that's really important here the trade got this on 16 of 25 shooting he got to the free throw line 7 times 6 for 11 from downtown so he got his 43 points extremely efficiently against a fantastic defense yeah. and uh, this was a really impressive win from Atlanta yeah the Hawks have now won 8 of their last 9 the only loss uh, coming on Monday to the Raptors there and Trey Young didn't play in that game because of the uh, shoulder contusion I like here in the Eastern Conference which is already like jumbled up as we talked about we got the Hawks we got the Celtics and we got the Raptors getting their shit together here and mm-hmm. it's going to make this even more competitive because those three teams are you know slowly working their way up the Eastern Conference standings as a couple other teams sort of flounder a little bit so I'm very excited for when we have like all 10 teams with the same record yeah. and it's all decided by tiebreakers but yeah what'd you see from this one last night? Yeah and just to further that point usually the play in tournament uh, gets poked at a little bit and made fun of a little bit. Uh, Who are these ninth and 10th place teams that are just going to get slammed in the first round? Well, now... They could be really good teams. teams. are legitimate, yeah. yeah. So you could have 10 winning teams when it all is said and done because these Hawks are for real, especially with Trey Young playing like that. This was the the salivate game. I mean, just watching him play was... uh, My mouth was open watching him just... (laughs) Your mouth was was open like Murph? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, for sure. Pop a toxic waste and just start drooling everywhere. 
total saliva. I had a toxic waste. <laughs> I was still toxic waste, and from those candies that we had in that video, yeah, that was uh, that was a great trade game. I mean, he was focused too. You could even tell uh, his body language. He, he just he stopped smiling. He didn't pull out the ice tray thing until the absolute last possession mm. when he buried that three when it was a real hectic possession and the Suns were pressing like it was high school basketball and the Hawks were you know, jumbling. They turned it over multiple times there down the stretch. That's when he pulled it out because he was all business in this game. Mm-hmm. He was so, so smart. He absolutely picked apart the second best defense in the league. And uh, he makes John Collins so much more effective when he's like that, when he's able to get into the lane. And John Collins is just chilling in the dunker spot, getting all cozy down there. And John Collins had such an efficient game. And unfortunately, he left the game separated shoulder, most likely. We mm-hmm. don't really know, but it sure looked that way. Hopefully, he's all right because the the Trey experience here, I think Trey's got a little second half. Like, I mean, I'm going on this season and last season, but he turns it on in the second half. <laughs> you know, That's yep. what he does, and here we go. He's on the run here, and the, the Hawks just have to jump on his back. This is this is so fun now. Uh, this It was a terrible start to the season for them, uh, but I, I said he gets focused on the offensive end and then on the defensive end. Uh, he, he's, he fights more. He's, he's fighting over screens. He's in the passing lanes. Uh, he's, he's the player that the Hawks need him to be, and it, it felt like him and MSG in the playoffs last night. I think this was his best game of the season, even though he's had higher scoring games. Uh, this was a phenomenal, phenomenal game against the Suns. Did you look into getting uh, standing room only tickets? Uh, yeah, they were only like uh, 60 bucks, I think. Oh, yeah. Only? I know, I know. SRO? <laughs> yeah. Standing? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh. I was like, ah, do I want to get down there for it? I mean, I was like, what if they just get blown out? But uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's I was, a horrible I know, I know, I know, I know. Playing well recently. The Suns are a fun watch. The Suns are a great watch, yeah. But Hawks yeah. couldn't miss. I mean, 20 of 41 from three, that's going to help your chances to win a lot of games. And it was still close. Uh, so Phoenix is probably not upset about that. Anything to add to that one? Nope. Okay. 124 points against the second best defense in the league. That's quality stuff. Yeah, that's quality. quality stuff. So does this now mean that the Hawks are the hottest team in the league? <laughs> I always wonder how that goes. Yeah. Are the Suns still the hottest team in the league? They've won 11 to 12. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I think they have to still uh, retain the title. In okay. The, I mean, the yeah. Warriors have won eight straight. Oh. It's true. A little sneaky there. Mm-hmm. Under sneaky. the radar. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's quite under the radar. Under the radar, also, Kevin Herter starting in this game. I know he started a lot, but Bogdan Bogdanovich has come back. Who's the starter there? It sure seems like Herter's more of a ball mover, playmaker, the secondary playmaker that Trey needs beside him. So mm. I think they stick with this. Probably. Uh, but Bogdan, Bogdan is uh, playing good soldier. You know, he could have gone to the Bucks. The trade almost happened, and uh, he could have been a starter on that team. You know, they're, they're starting whoever they start at Grayson Allen type spot at the shooting guard spot didn't happen, but I think he's yeah. They now it feels like this is rotation is uh, is set with Kevin Herter. Cave on, as they call him when he has good games. <laughs> yes, that's right. All right, our next game from last night. Siakam scores 25 points as the Raptors beat the Bulls 127 to 120 in overtime. This, of course, the no dunks bowl. And my God, it was entertaining down the stretch, TK. Yeah, I think I speak for everybody when I say, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> the Raptors win another classic no dunks bowl. Three bangers this season between yeah. the Bulls and Raptors. Uh, for me, there are really three plays that kind of told the whole story of this game. The first one, the game is tied at 112, 15 seconds left. The Bulls have an absolutely terrible possession. <laughs> Almost gets stolen two different times. Somehow gets to Vucci right underneath the hoop. He barely beats the clock to put the Bulls up too. 30 and 18 for Vucci last night. 
He was playing great on offense. He's been honestly really great since the Memphis game, pretty much. Yeah, since like, he's been him. on fire doing things ever since then. But then on the other end, the next play that really defined the game. Bulls do a good job defensively on a Van Vliet and Siakam pick and roll. But Scotty Barnes tips in the game-tying bucket with .7 seconds left. One of 22 offensive yeah. rebounds for Toronto. That was a huge storyline throughout the game. Then in overtime, Raptors are up two with 40 seconds left. The Bulls get a nice steal off of Van Vliet and Chris Boucher pick and roll, but Io throws it right to Gary Trent Jr. Like right he after. Saw, I guess he saw Zach Levine yeah. sort of he like taking off. off and yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I was like, yes! No! <laughs> there was a lot of that in this totally, game last man, night. Totally. Yeah, for both teams. Yeah, yeah and it, it was made worse because as the possession continues out, the Bulls just kind of gave up on the play, yeah. forgot what was happening, lost track of Gary Trent Jr. He's been on fire for the past couple of weeks. Bang. That was the game right there. 17 turnovers for the Bulls. Two bad ones for Io in clutch situations here. So between the turnovers, 17, and the offensive rebounds, 22, the Raptors took 113 shots. <laughs> you give any team 113 shots, they're going to score enough points for a win. But that was a that was an awesome game to watch. Yeah, I was getting ready. I got to be honest to tweet death by Vooch because like Vooch. because the Raptors were up like a decent amount. I think yeah. they had it like eight or ten. You know, maybe halfway through the fourth quarter. I'm, okay, they're looking good. And then there was just like these really easy baskets for Vooch. There was like no defensive like uh, pushback from the mm. Raps. It's like what do you like? This is just too easy. Uh, he scored, he scored again, then he had the one that was like hilarious, like Trey talked about the play that was just pure insanity. I'm like, well, once he hits that, I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't the Raptors' night, and somehow they get it to overtime, because Barnes, how many times this season as this rookie, like, got a game to overtime or taking the lead late yeah. on a tip, like on an offensive rebound, yeah. or even like just missed one. I think mm -hmm, that's happened mm -hmm. too. I think it's like three or four times already. Um, he's but yeah, amazing. He's got the game. nose. He's got he the does. nose for that tip. It's a little run our test like. I don't know. It just feels like he just is there every time. Yeah. Late games, he just does not give up and he's there. Yeah, whether he misses or not. Um, gets a hand on it. gets a second possession. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes Fred's shots don't go down. I know he was, uh, the entire Raptors staff was very pissed on the Scotty Barnes tip that uh, Fred Van Vliet's shot was not called a foul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he went hard to the floor. I get it. Um, but it was a last second shot. Shot with the left. Uh, you know, a little Conley-esque. He keeps going with his offhand there at the end of game possessions. He keeps going to the left hand, uh, even when it's just a little push shot. And uh, Scotty! Scotty's so good at that. Yeah, he got <laughs> right, Scotty. So, yeah, 113 shots. That's that's Scott or Scott Mitchell. Why did I call him Scott? That's, that's Sam Mitchell territory. He's Raptors head coach. More shots! I know this went into overtime, uh, but 13 boards. Yeah, can you Google Scott Mitchell for me, please? Scott? Yeah, former quarterback, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. No, nah, I don't know who that is. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, he's the Lions, Lions. lefty, number 19. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's who I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, yeah, the Raptors, as we call them, the, the hot name uh, for a team that does it by committee is the team that does it by ensemble, the ensemble, and the Raps got four guys scoring 20-plus points. Yeah, they don't yeah. win this game if OG probably doesn't hit two timely yeah, three-pointers mm -hmm. in overtime, too. Both that were, like, pretty well guarded. Uh, I think both of them on DeRozan. DeRozan both. But, like, he was on him in the corner, and OG just rose up over him, hit that one, and then the other one on the wing. Um, but those were huge shots. And uh, this is, yeah, a quality win here and a really, really fun game. What a week it's been for the Raptors. I mean, starting... Every game, heart attack, man. Like, <laughs> and they had the triple overtime on Saturday in Miami they come to Atlanta get the win no Trey Young you mentioned fine then they beat Miami have to come back 
against the Miami Heat. Yeah. They uh, hang on last night against the Bulls and then they play again tonight. It feels like they're playing every single yeah. night right yeah. now. They got the Hawks actually tonight back at uh, home there. So if they can close out this week, you know, with uh, five straight wins, that'll be pretty impressive. And Gary Trent Jr., the streak, the 30-point streak came to an end, but it doesn't matter. He hit the biggest shot of the night. That's right. That's right. Uh, Chris Boucher played really well for the Raptors too. Uh, instrumental on the boards. I think he finished with, uh, I don't have in front of me, 16-10 maybe or something like that. Um, good game from Boucher. Yeah. And, and 16 And, and Precious did work on the board everybody was rebounding for the raps um and they pulled it out all right another great game crazy crazy stuff at the end go watch the highlights to the ending of the clippers lakers game but reggie jackson's layup propels lac past the lakers 111 110 yeah lakers came back this is what they do they're down 17 and a big fourth quarter comeback and it was great at the end because both teams hitting shots not not easy shots whatsoever you had the lakers and, and russell westbrook hitting a jumper then westbrook connected with anthony davis for a huge alley-oop but the clippers would not be denied yet and marcus morris who hits tough shots oh yeah mm-hmm. that it's, one was mm-hmm. contested yeah it was contested he had to regroup there at the three-point yeah. line had a guy in his peripheral didn't matter banked home a three uh but reggie jackson uh was able to give the lead to the Clippers there with that layup where the Lakers were not playing uh, incredible defense. Great sign, though, for the Lakers, I think, is that Anthony Davis wanted to win this game and wanted to take that last shot to try and overcome Reggie Jackson's layup there. They're down one, end-to-end. Anthony Davis takes it all himself, goes in and out, so much rim. And uh, he watched that, apparently, our Bill Aram wrote about Anthony Davis, went back to the locker room and just, just looked at that thing. I'm not sure what his device of choice was, but he's looking at an iPad, looking at a phone, and just was shocked that it that it rimmed out. Yeah, and totally, it was uh, it was shocking. But I say, big picture, uh, Anthony Davis wanted to take that shot. He wanted to be the best player on the floor. He was 30 and 17 again, two games in a row. Or he's 30 and 15. Now the LA's, these two teams are eighth and ninth in the standings. So uh, I, I think as much as I like to poke fun at the play in tournament, like why do we need 20 teams in the freaking quote unquote playoffs? Well, these two teams are very good, and uh, maybe the 10th place team ain't that good, but uh, in years past, these Lakers and Clippers would be really worried that they're not going to make the playoffs. But in this season, the Lakers got to be so happy that the play-in tournament has been included. Hmm. They just aren't going to fall out of it, uh, but uh, the league's also got to be happy. As, as Lee said, you want some L.A. teams in the playoffs, mainly the purple and gold. Mm-hmm. The Clippers aren't a huge draw, let's be honest, unfortunately. But uh, it's a weird it's a weird situation for both those teams because the Clippers just got out of their really toughest part of the schedule, winning some wild ones. They beat the Wizards uh, in that huge comeback. They, they beat the Lakers here. And uh, they're surviving. They're surviving without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They're 500. So both these two teams are not going to fall out and... Uh, unfortunately, they have injuries that they're waiting for. Paul George is going to be out a few more weeks uh, with an elbow injury. Is Kawhi going to come back? I mean, eventually these two guys have to come back playing good ball. They can't just sit out for months and months and months and just come back in the playoffs. So they have to, you know, uh, if they're going to make a run, they need like, you know, six good weeks of basketball at the very least at the end of the regular season. And, you know, Braun is is also just hanging around. But uh with that, with that knee injury, I should say. So it's a good sign that Anthony Davis is taking over, and these two teams, hopefully, if they get healthy again, it's going to be a dogfight in the East with uh, all these playing tournament teams that are good, and the same goes for the West if they're healthy. The most surprising teams of the All-Star break are obviously the Cleveland Cavaliers. Nobody had them this good. And then the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Though people were high on them, maybe, but not you know one of the elite teams in the West. I think the Clippers are third on my list of surprising teams. I can't believe they're 500. 
This team is not that great without Paul George, mm-hmm. or of course Kawhi Leonard. Paul George has only played in half their games, and I don't think he's going to win it, but Ty Lue deserves some some love for Coach of the Year with what he's getting out of these this crazy roster of Jackson and Morris and Mann and Kennard and Bledsoe and Batum and Zubots and, like, Coffee and Boston Jr. I mean, go, like, they use a lot of guys. Serge now back. I mean, it's pretty commendable that they're at 500, even in a play-in sort of race here. I think it's amazing because I thought they would be garbage without those guys. Oh, I think Tyloo's a great coach. I think last yeah. season they came back from 2-0 down against the Jazz without Kawhi and won that series, yeah. and then they pushed... Uh, the uh, the uh, Suns in the uh, NBA Western Conference Finals as well. I think he's done really well. He was obviously on the bench when they came back from 3-1 down the Cavs in 2016. So I think he is a real players coach here. But uh, I thought last night uh, Reggie Jackson coming galloping down the court to see uh, that's my defend. I'm, that guy's going to defend me. He went straight at him. And Reeves is kind of being picked on a little bit here. I think Westbrook just, the screen came, Westbrook was there, and then Westbrook just left him. He did. And allowed Reggie Jackson to spin without any resistance, and then he got a layup at the rim there. So I think Reeves is the one who's getting a little bit more harshly treated here than uh, Westbrook should be. And to be fair, I will give Westbrook credit. I thought he made some good, smart choices late in this game. Those mid-range shots attacking the hoop and then throwing that oop to Anthony Davis. And he hit Monk, I think. And he hit Monk, yeah. So his actual decision-making in this game wasn't bad, except for that one. He just got a bit sloppy. If you're going to trap a guy, trap him. And he didn't do that. He just sort of left his man like that. But the other point I had from this game was uh, Kevin Harlan loves saying Isaiah Hartenstein. What's his name? (laughs) Hartenstein. It sounded uh, awesome on the broadcast there. Harlan Harlan was was (laughs) loving this game last night. We got a close one. They're trading basket for basket here. He was going nuts. Uh, Anything to add, TK, to this one? Uh, It's worth looking up some Malik Monk highlights from this game, I would say. Some of the greatest mean mugs we've seen in the NBA this season. I was like flexing after every single make he had uh, 21 points on 19 shots so <laughs> respect I love it I was like this is a J.R. Smith-esque performance mm-hmm. right now shooting it every time flexing every time he makes it and if you miss who cares uh, so yeah that and Reggie Jackson had two really nice takes in the last minute yep. of this game getting to the hoop every single time good stuff uh, the other three games on last night uh, we'll go through them one at a time TK's got a line or two about each I bet Tyler Hero and the Heat dominate the shorthanded Spurs 112-95 to to end their skip. Yep, Hero scored 24. The Spurs didn't have a bunch of their guys playing, and Kyle Lowry came back for the Heat after missing nine games. He only scored two points in 25 minutes, but he brought something even more important than points to the Heat. You know what it was, Lee? Smiling. <laughs> Smile, Lowry. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. It's funny you mentioned that. Eric Spolster said, everything's great. I couldn't help but to smile walking into shoot-around this morning. Seeing him there is special. So, yeah, call him Smile, Lowry. It really works because he's teammates with Smiler Hero. <laughs> Bam out of Smilo. Yeah. Max the Tooth. S- Max Tooth. Yeah, Max Tooth. I'm, I'm looking. You're still too Smile, Lowry. Yeah. Come on, Kyle guy. You can do it. The smile guy. It was right there. It was too easy. Okay. Uh, yeah, nice to have Kyle back, of yeah. course. Um, and, and good win. Yeah, Spurs missing a lot of guys. Anthony Edwards and Towns, they lead the Timberwolves past the Pistons 128-117 in our Pick'em game, which we'll get to later. But, uh, yeah, what do you have on this one? 25 for Edwards, but his best highlight of the night was making (laughs) reporters wait while he put it in order for McDonald's and then said, I love Minnesota. (laughs) Just like, I love Minnesota. Don't let me order McDonald's while I'm up here trying to talk about basketball. Honestly, inspiring stuff. I played pickup basketball this morning. 
So I went through a McDonald's drive-in right after. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two uh, McMuffins and then dropped a piece of ham into my center console. <laughs> I wonder if that happened to Anthony Edwards. You <laughs> <laughs> ordered McChickens. Yeah, I was going to say, you ordered McChickens. Yeah. What are you, were you surprised by that? Doesn't go straight Berg's? Well, that seemed to be the last thing he was ordering. He was like scrolling quite a bit. So maybe it was like his secondary sandwich. That's mm. that's what I assumed anyways. He like maybe he ordered the Big Mac meal. He's like, "Eh, I'm going to still be hungry. Let me get a McChicken here." Mm. Okay. It's underrated. The McChicken's underrated there. Mm-hmm. How do you feel it's about forgettable. the uh, it's forgettable fish. on it? Are you a fillet of fish guy at McDonald's? No. I'm not, but some people I like the fillet of fish, but yeah. I probably haven't eaten one in like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Only on Good Friday. Just, just on Good Friday. Nice. Okay. Uh, and uh, final game. Clay Thompson dazzles from deep, says the AP, as the Warriors beat the Kings 126 to 114. He was on fire in this. Season high, Clay did last night. <laughs> what? what a weird way to what say that. What a weird sentence that was. <laughs> 23 points for Clay Thompson, tied a season high, and he hit seven threes in the process. It's the third time this season that he's gone for 20 or more points. All of them have come at the Chase Center. I haven't seen someone look at this at home in the Bay Area since Danny Tanner. Uh, <laughs> I like it. From the television show Full House. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Danny Tanner. He was so at home that he had three grown men living in his house. That's pretty like, weird. Right? Himself yeah, included. But he did all the cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He did all the cleaning. Why don't you pitch in, Uncle Joey? Uh, he, he, was the, he was the funny man. He brought the entertainment to the house. Their yeah. dog was named after a cleaner. Product. Comet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much well, I, th- I think I think uh, Uncle Joey lived in the basement, though. Right? Yeah. He, yeah, he, he kind of yeah. probably oh, had his own Jesse kitchen. Family. Hold on. I thought one of them lived in, like, the living room at one point. Remember that? Oh, like, there was, like, that Reno's. little cove in the back? Yeah, that was Joey, actually. Lived he there. lived yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I thought Jesse was downstairs. I thought Jesse lived in the attic. Yeah, Jesse was upstairs. Jesse lived up. Jesse, uh, he lived in a bedroom at one point, too. Because I remember they made a hole in his wall once. Or was it Danny's room? You got to write some different stuff. You'd want the musician downstairs, though, wouldn't you? That's what Uncle Jesse He had to give up the band when he... He got with Rebecca, though. <laughs> yeah, but he still used to write them for their little uh, jingles for the uh, commercials and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Full House. We'll have to put up that certified classic. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, okay, so those are the games from last night. Uh, do have a little bit of, um, I guess you can call it, trade deadline news. Little juicy little nugget here from the Ringers' Kevin O'Connor. He says the Jazz are looking to add a strong wind defender ahead of next week's trade deadline. They've discussed deals for two players, Lee. Pistons forward Jeremy Grant and Kings forward Harrison Barnes. Um, I, I think it's more likely Barnes' move than Jeremy Grant. We talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit before. Would the Kings trade Barnes to the Jazz for something like Joe Ingles' contract? And, you know, some sort of draft compensation there. Is that enough to get it done? Uh, probably, yeah, yeah, if you're the Kings. And do you I think, think the, 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 the Jazz should do something like this? Oh, I think they have to. I mean, yeah. like, the fact that Joe Ingles is out for the season now means he cannot come back. But the business rolls on, and that contract now could uh, still help the team out. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Joe Ingles would be like, I can't believe you traded me. I think he'd understand the business side of it. But I think even without the injury, they needed, and they were actually reported to be looking into something like this anyway. Yep. Because as good as Ingles has been, and Bogdanovich the same, Looking a little bit slow and a little bit old on the perimeter. They needed an upgrade in that position anyway. So I think if you could get either one of these guys, I think Grant's the better defender of the two, but Barnes is probably can give you a little bit more offensively. So whichever one you can get will help you out. But uh, the Jazz need to do something, I think, because they're in win-now mode and they're just slipping a little bit out of touch, I think, with the uh, the top teams, particularly in the West. 
Yeah, what do you think about KOC's report here? Trying to get a wing defender on the Jazz. Makes well, sense? Yeah, those would be incredible gets, I think. One uh, of them, yeah. Jeremy Grant or yeah, Harrison Barnes would help out a lot. I don't think they have enough to get him, to be honest. Uh, I think somebody's going to offer more for Jeremy Grant than what the Jazz have to offer. Mm-hmm. And probably same goes for Harrison Barnes. You know, he, he would warrant a little bit less, but he can help. He's won a championship as you know third or fourth guy. So I don't know if the Jazz have enough. I wonder if the Jazz can make a move for, like, Kyle Anderson. That seems more attainable to me if, like, the centerpiece of it is going to be Ingles' contract and he's not going to be playing right. for the rest of the season. Because, like Tass is saying, Jeremy Grant and also Harrison Barnes are kind of going to be big names, it feels like, at the trade yeah. deadline. And players that are desirable to lots of teams who can just slot them in and uh, upgrade their teams pretty easily. So you would think you'd have to give up more than Ingles uh, if, yeah. if that's the main thing. But Kyle Anderson, I think, uh, that's not a... That's a little bit more in line with uh, the return that you would expect. Yeah. The only weird part about that is always like, it's like the Grizzlies are great. And then, you know, he has a role on that totally, team. Yeah. And do you want to rock the yeah. boat? There's all that, but you got to sort of look ahead too with your books and all. I get that. But like, do you want to trade him to a team that you possibly could be playing in a mm. playoff series? It's like, yeah, he would help them for sure. Uh, uh, part of the second unit there, Kyle Anderson. Um, defensively and then just mm-hmm. moving the ball. He doesn't that, need shots and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. He's got that weird offensive game as well where yeah. it's like yeah. he, can, he can be effective. Yeah. Even though it looks like he, he's too slow and he doesn't know what he's doing, he gets inside and kind of euros his way in and can score. So, yeah. It would be great. It would be great if the Jazz got someone. I, you know, looking at the Western Conference playoff picture, I think everybody's you know, pooping on the Jazz right now, which I guess... Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries, but I think they could easily be a threat to anybody. So it'd be nice to bolster their ensemble. There uh, it is. There's that time. word again. What, 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 oh, a jazz it, ensemble. Oh, that's good. They do it by committee. That is good. That's, that's very Kyle good. Kyle Anderson's coming in, playing the tuba. Uh, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell's lead sax. Yeah. You know, solo. But what's, Ander- what's Anderson's a tuba. What's Rudy playing? The French horn. Uh, <laughs> too, too, yeah, too the, harp. the harp, because you need to have, don't you have big long arms? <laughs> I see it. Yeah, it's yeah. Harp. Yeah. Um, we are less than a week from the NBA trade deadline. Yeah. It's on where Thursday. Where are the trades at? Yeah, where are the trades at? Let's get some emergency podcasts up in this classic factory. Uh, hopefully something happens over the next couple of days. We're going to take one more break. We got lots more still on the drop. Five Star Friday, Tweet of the Night, Pick'em Results, and Rapid Fire. We'll be right back. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight? Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, a little five-star Friday. It's the first Friday of the month. Trey goes and scours our five-star ratings and reviews across our many number of platforms and finds the best ones. Yeah, sometimes it takes a lot of scouring, really <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel for these five-star reviews. Not this month. Yes. This was a great crop. I had to cut the Capono tracker. Capono tracker oh. was back. Didn't make Ooh. it. Sorry. Oh, Tass right. was tweeting he, about Capono last he night. He was at a game last night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's just how it is. Okay. It's ruthless out here. <laughs> Someone also just pasted the intro to the Pacers Wikipedia page is there. <laughs> their review, which I thought was funny, but if you want to look it up, go ahead and do it. Nonetheless, these okay. are your five. Uh, Five-star reviews coming to you from Apple Podcasts. This is uh, from BH816. Best podcast for watching the last few minutes of Bones. <laughs> this is the perfect podcast for watching muted television. Have you ever tried interpreting the plot of the back half of a Bones episode? Of course you have, because you're an NBA fan. Please just listen to this show. Thank you for my life back. Nice. It's kind of a good idea for a podcast. Like, for an NBA podcast yep. to break down, like, the last three minutes of an episode of Bones. Love it. Just because you turn it on, you're like, well, this is on before TNT. I love it. I've seen, I've seen every episode of Bones, but only the final couple minutes. What do you think is happening in Bones? Who is Bones? Is it's David Boreanaz? I have no. He idea. is Bones. I have no clue. Or the Doctor know. is Bones. <laughs> I just we, see them always like. There's always like a at the end of every episode. It feels like there's a fun like little smiley exchange between the two leads. Like they, and because it's at the end of the episode, I guess they've cracked the case, or I don't even know what they're doing. What are they doing? There is a fan of the show who is on Bones. Eric Milligan, fan of our show. Yeah. Well, let's get him on. Yeah. Let's ask him about all the Bones episodes. <laughs> what happened in the first... Uh, all Bones. 45 minutes. No, okay. From the producers of No Dunks comes All Bones. Our next okay. five-star review comes from Larry from Detroit. Five big ones. <laughs> An Aussie, a Chi-Town boy, a Canadian, and a Greek man walk into a bar. Sounds like the beginning of a great joke? Nay. <laughs> a great NBA podcast. <laughs> two thumbs up. Hmm. Are two thumbs up equal to five stars? Yes, they are. Yeah, because if someone says, hey, you like something, you go, yeah, they go, oh, okay. But if you go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, give me some of that. Yeah. <laughs> well said. <laughs> All right, the going rate for five stars is two thumbs. <laughs> One thumb equals two and a half stars? Uh, I feel three. like it's more three. Yeah, okay, okay. Fair enough. Three. Speaking of three, this is our third five-star review. Comes to us uh, from Championship Man. <laughs> Champion Shipman. Championship, man. <laughs> Funny boys. <laughs> Great travel pod about an Australian citizen of the world. He hangs with his friends and they occasionally discuss composting, beans, and occasionally basketball, <laughs> along with his epic world travel and long descriptions <laughs> of photos of him standing in front of stuff. <laughs> uh, 
We should just change our, like, uh, you know, podcast, like, little write-up for the show to that. That's what it really is. I can't believe, you know, we're talking about a thing that happened back in 2003 in Philadelphia, and I don't have a photo of me standing. I I don't know what's going on. We did have a little development with that, though. Right. Um, We have the audio of you... At the game. We're not going to play it right this second. I think we're going to put together Uh a little, like, uh, you know, a little special video for our YouTube feed. But, yeah, we have the audio of you at this game, randomly, Sixers Magic game in what? 2003. But for some reason, you're not on camera. Wow. But you're talking to D-Linem. D-Linem, yeah. How'd you get that? Someone sent it in. Oh, man. That's awesome. Why are you playing dumb right now? <laughs> I thought you had some scoops or something. No, yeah, no. Yeah. no. Nah, I, I've, I've been back and forth with Dad a couple of times because he's got all my photo archive. I said, Dad, is it? <laughs> it's like a Lee Ellis Museum at yeah. house. Well, it used to be very fun on the on the WhatsApps. I said, Dad, if you're around, can you dig out this photo? He said, I'll, I'll have a look and I'll, I'll check it out. Now he doesn't even respond. He just puts the photos there. I think he's like, all right, stop yeah, bothering me. Yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, so that the disappointing part is we don't have a photo of you and your yeah. girlfriend at the time at this game right we have just blurry photos that you ah. took of the game like that's what's no even good. weirder is i don't i had a digital camera it doesn't look like a digital camera it looks like i used the camera from like the 1970s yeah i don't know what's going on i've got to i gotta check things out i i know i did have multiple cameras at the time because that was when digi started to become really big right no super expensive and i bought a dodgy one off uh on the, online somewhere and I think I might have used that but I also had my actual Canon Cybershot at the time so I don't know, I don't know what happened hey, hey did you did you reach out to Anna to sweet Anna <laughs> no she might have a photo of the nah, two of you at the game I was the chief photographer this <laughs> guy <laughs> right. had a Canon Cybershot yeah, I guess so. and a dodgy digi <laughs> and I had the old film I had the old just regulation film so I was like paparazzi I was like <laughs> 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 and I couldn't get a decent one. I had three cameras. I got crappy photos. Man. I can't believe you didn't ask somebody in the stand, I know. Like a row in front of you. Hey, do you mind taking a photo of me and I can't and believe I wasn't like someone take a photo of me and D. D. Lineham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I don't know. I don't know, man. All right. Well, we'll, we'll do something with this <laughs> yeah. audio. We have the. Oh, it's incredible. We have the audio wow. of you, but somehow not the video. It's weird. <laughs> Just a little teaser here. Once you hear that audio. There's a great John Amici joke. Yeah, just yeah, waiting yeah. for you. Just the audio, waiting the audio for is you. even better than I thought it would be. That's the amazing part. I'm just so disappointed we don't have one. All I wanted one photo of you in your jersey and Anna in her jersey, or whatever mm. you guys are wearing, your Iverson gear. Okay. Anyway. Fourth review from Air Squeeble. Otis Thorpe would be proud. <laughs> so I'm not sure about the Otis Thorpe obsession. But the pod is great. Mm-hmm. Seriously, though, if you're like me and are tired of the other hosts of the world yelling at their co-hosts, check out this pod. It's a breath of fresh air to have sports hosts laughing instead of whining and yelling. They're also very knowledgeable. The Pop and Packs episodes are great because I get to jog my memory about random players of my youth, like Anthony Peeler. <laughs> All right, so a fan of Pop and Packs. Fan of Pop and Packs, yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, and we did say our next Pop and Packs, we may try and do some like more recent. NBA uh, basketball cards. Like, why not? Switch it sure, up. You know, we're, 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 we're like, because we're always doing the same, like, three-year yeah. window, it yeah, feels yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Which is why we're really into Otis Thorpe, and we're always trying yeah. to hope to get one. But Obsessed. I think we just switch it up. And uh, we also got some crazy, like, uh, what did we get yesterday from that was, the... Uh, 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 it was a TV show. Uh, we got, like, Power Rangers yeah, cards yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. There was a pack of Aladdin cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some there. uh, JD's probably going to barge in for that one, isn't he? You're yeah. a big Aladdin head, aren't you, JD? Is that right? <laughs> 
What? <laughs> Big Aladdin head. <laughs> no? I mean... That just surprises. Sometimes you come out and you'll be like, ah, oh, well, you'll talk about the casting or the directing or something like that and sure. you might get in on it. So, uh, Yeah, I may jump in on the Aladdin pack, but I wouldn't <laughs> call myself an Aladdin No, we got, some, we got some Marvel cards. For okay, that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Avengers. Devin Stump sent those in. He also sent in an Otis Thorpe. Specifically, nice. just solo, <laughs> just flying solo in a package. Otis Thorpe flying around, <laughs> and some uh, recent cards. Yeah, we'll get to them okay. for sure. Yeah, popping packs probably next week for sure. So, all right, our final five star review. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> that's a book, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more of a menu actually. This one's from oh. Marshall from Atlanta. Any of you guys write this one? <laughs> I know you didn't. It's too long. Who's at the table? Is the title? How would you go about picking the best podcast of all time? You might picture it like a restaurant with one table for the most important guests. This table, reserved for what we might call the most valuable podcast, most likely has five or six seats max. Mm -hmm. Is your favorite informative news podcast checking a wine menu? Is your gardening pod asking about appetizers? Maybe you have a pop culture cast that's showing up fashionably late. The reality of that table is this. You really only have one extra seat, maybe, to invite someone else because you will 100% be saving five seats at the table for not just the pod, but the individuals who make up no dunks. Skeets, Tass, Lee, Trey, and JD are the top picks for your most valuable pod. Don't even worry about trying to pull over an extra table to fit more people with this one. You won't need it. Here's to the guys that know their basketball, speak their minds, and more often than you might expect, get derailed on unrelated hilarity. Five stars all day. Wow. Thank you, Marshall. And thank you, everybody who submitted a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll do it again March 4th, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. four weeks or so <laughs> from now. Thank you so much to everybody that has left your uh, five-star ratings and reviews. Keep them coming. Really, really appreciate it. It helps us in terms of rankings and for people to find the show. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet. Uh. All right. Tweet of the night is uh, football and basketball melding here as we get closer to the Super Bowl because uh, BR and Turner reporter Taylor Rooks, she tweeted something from the mouth of Cincinnati Bengals QB Joey Burrow, uh, who he she chatted with after he's. He won, and he's going to the Super Bowl, baby. She tweeted, Joe Burrow told me if he went into an NBA game, he could get at least 12 to 15 points with an absolute straight face. Okay, Joey, what you got, man? So I did some digging. Can the rookie QB play ball? The answer, unequivocally, yes, okay. he can. Got some he game? played high school, and here he is. He was first oh, team. Oh, he's looking jumper, actually. Yeah, well, he's money in the bank. He's a point guard. He's 6'4", 195. He was all Ohio first oh. team. Uh, average 19 points, six boards, one and a half steals. Yes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> us Americans, we keep our stats here. Uh, he was shot 51% from the floor. He'd get to the hoop. He's obviously huge, could see over everybody, and had a money shot. And uh, could shoot, yeah, from uh, everywhere, getting everybody involved. And... Uh, we're watching it here. If you're on YouTube with us, this is him, senior Ohio, as a senior in Ohio, just making it rain from all over the place. Uh, the guy is great, and he also he loves, loves, loves his basketball, his NBA basketball, because this is a tweet of his from 2013 when the Spurs were in the finals. 
And he tweeted this. Oh no, this, there's this that word again. Yes, yes. That's why I, I definitely wanted to include it. He tweeted the Spurs colon the best ensemble of foreign players of all time. Joey Burrow, loving the ensemble out there of foreign players. Uh, so it's cool. You think I, we all talk about LeBron, football player and. <laughs> Football player. <laughs> Quick bracelet malfunction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chaining day, I guess. <laughs> Isn't Joey Burrow all iced out? out? Yeah. yeah, he's an inspiration. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. that just fell Joey off. Burrow was asked that recently <laughs> that, that chain around your neck, uh, are those real diamonds? I got to ask you now, Trey. That chain around your wrist, is that real, is it real sterling silver? Or what's going uh, on there? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a just some some metal links. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice accessory work. What, did, what uh, did you think of the the, the Joey Burrow tape there? Look great. Yeah. yeah, nice form, nice mechanics. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super surprised. Like a, a an all star or a, a, a Super Bowl quarterback is also good at other sports. Most of them tend to be decent at something else. True. I believe Joe Burrow's favorite player of all time is Matthew Delavadova too. I believe he said that once because uh, he was he's from Cleveland or uh, Ohio yep. yeah. and the Cavs in the finals uh, obviously. Because he probably looks at Matthew Delavadova and goes like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what I remember about wow. him anyway. But yeah, no, I mean that his form was absolutely good and he did look big. You could just tell he's a yeah. big, big guy out there against other high schoolers. So uh, yeah, I think he could, I don't know, about 12 to 15, but uh, <laughs> I think he could get out and go. go. How tall is he? 6'4". 6'4 oh, oh, yeah. in high school. I don't know if he's grown wow, since he's, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he could get a couple of buckets for sure. Yeah. Spot shooter. 12 to 15. We, uh, you know, we've got our two-sport guy in LeBron. Of course, he could play football. Kyler Murray, I guess. He, he can do it too. So can Joey B. Get him on the floor. And he was confident. And, yeah, he, he also, he's got a three-point shot too. Not just a two-point shot. So, yeah, there's Joey Burrow. Shooting it up. Mm. Pick'em results from last night. Brought to you by BetMGM. Minnesota, Detroit. Big line, or fairly big line for the road team. Wolves were favored by seven and a half. And uh, Pistons were up at the half. It was fairly close. And then the Wolves blew the doors off him at the end and covered. So that's a win. For me, that's a win for Trey. That's a win for Lee, who's perfect in the month of uh, February here. Tass, unfortunately, swerved, took Detroit. And Tass hasn't got a win yet here early in the month. You're 0-3, so what's that's tonight's right. game? Uh, we've got an ESPN doubleheader. We're going to go to the second game okay. of that ESPN doubleheader. Actually, no, maybe it's just a solo night with a 10 p.m. ESPN oh, game. Oh, it's because the Olympics one. are on. Mm. Mm. I don't know if that's the reason. Why? <laughs> They're not on ESPN. No, it's just, you know, a lot of eyeballs on NBC. you got to see the opening ceremonies. Cavs Hornets on NBA TV early, so that's a good one. Uh, there's lots of good games, as we said. Hawks, Raptors, but on ESPN, 76ers, Mavs. Tight line, very tight line, Mavs. Just have to cover by one and a half at home. And Trey's taking those Mavs while Philly... Uh, is being taken by Skeets, myself, and Lee. Should be a tight game. Mm -hmm. Mavs coming off a couple bad losses. They lost to OKC. And the 76ers laid a bit of an egg in their last game as well. So here we go. Two teams looking for a win. Here we go. You're going to be what? Go ahead. uh, The NHL All-Star Skills Competition is on ESPN at 7.30 tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Oh. Is this where where they're doing this thing in, like, uh, the Bellagio Fountains? Uh, did you see this? Yeah, thing I did. Around? Yeah, yeah. I Where guess they're so. like doing, I don't yeah. know what they're doing. They're like shooting at things like yeah, the out on the. Jack? Hey, what are they doing that? Used black to be on Saturday thing? night. Yeah. Okay, so Friday night. Yeah, I guess it's tonight. 
There, yeah, it sort of looks like a, a Wheel of Fortune board to me, uh, where they're just firing pucks at it, trying to or like a Jeopardy get to board, like a Jeopardy board type thing, but they're all yeah. up there, right? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah whatever. One of those boards. Yeah. yeah you yeah. fire and you hit a letter or you hit a number. And yeah. It's twenty one or or yeah. I think the uh, other the other yeah. one uh, is also very interesting. Where you're just dropping pucks in like there's like these floating thingies in the Bellagio and you're just flicking pucks in. It. Oh, it so it's cool. like it's like um, Top Golf but hockey. Mm. Yeah. Right. If there's targets out in the water, <laughs> it's amazing they're out on the fountain though. Well, that's a lot of sports on tonight. <laughs> a lot of sports. Are you going to be watching the opening ceremonies tonight? Uh, I might dip in and out. Yeah. Because yeah, it already happened, but they'll yeah, package no, it together. I don't know when the Olympics have started or if they're halfway through. <laughs> no, it's uh, true. Nah. Okay. Nah. All right. Yeah, yeah, lots of sports on. But not the Super Bowl, right? That's a, We got the... Not tonight. Not tonight, The, no. the two-week uh, break mm. until next week in the big game. Okay, let's end this classic drop podcast though with some rapid fire fun Lee you got the questions these guys are answering today what do you got I've got an article from ESPN's Tim McMahon this week detailed how after knocking down a three pointer against the Lakers Memphis Grizzlies guard Desmond Bain talked trash to LeBron afterwards saying them footsteps aren't scaring nobody when was a time recently when you either felt your age or someone made you feel old Trey the oldest I've felt in the past five years, I would say, was I think it was two Christmases ago, and I had to saw off like you know the bottom of my Christmas tree because we like to save that little the little disc, write a year on it. 2019, yay! You know, look at it once a year. <laughs> oh, cool! We we had a tree that year. <laughs> it took me so long to saw the bottom of this thing off. I was like, oh my goodness. Finally got it. Finally got it. This was totally worth it. And then I was laid up like the next six days <laughs> from sawing a Christmas tree. They say a good craftsman never blames his tools. Mm. I'm not a good craftsman. 100% the saw's fault. <laughs> I didn't have the right saw. <laughs> I was like putting inserts into my shoes because I was like, are these shoes making my <laughs> back hurt? Making my shoulders hurt? No, it was the 30 minutes you spent sawing on a tree. Uh, Bad stuff. You gotta ask for a chainsaw for Christmas. All right. Write yeah. <laughs> that down. Uh, my birthday's this month. I'm going to tell my mom. Mommy? <laughs> Mommy? He will too. And I want a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> JD. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you guys know that I took up uh, skateboarding, mm. um, and I, you know, I've I've mentioned my spills before, uh, but my last fall was bad. Like I wasn't injured at all, but it took literally months to recover. Wow! Just because I, I you fall just, on your tailbone, or you fall on your wrist, or you that time, over. That time I started on my side, but it was like right. Bam onto the car onto the uh, concrete and just like my bones rattling. Like, <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, to bring it back yeah. to the uh, Full House video, didn't you get injured when you were sliding into the uh, final oh, yeah, shot where we're right. on the blanket? Yeah, yeah. Awesome slide. Yeah. yeah, but I still <laughs> held my pose. You did. It was great. Yeah, uh, and I've showed this picture before, but just because it's skateboarding related, is well, this was my first. Oh, oh. Jesus! Nice big bruise right on my ass. <laughs> Oh, it was bad, but uh, I got right back on there, and the uh, you know that's what you got to do. What, what's the hardest part of skateboarding? Staying on it, <laughs> oh. I guess. <laughs> I, I it thought was, it was the cement. Oh, <laughs> that was a Yanis Tekumpo joke. Now, yeah. Is that yeah. your answer for this? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's why I set it up, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have another one? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's it. Okay. Uh, another interview, this time with Snoop Dogg in Vanity Fair this week, and the rapper was asked what his greatest fear is, and he answered, 
Heights. I love being high, but I don't like being up high. <laughs> what is something you are afraid of, ironically or not, Trey? I'm not afraid of hair, <laughs> but... <laughs> Okay, so let me say this. I've had a big beard for like uh, six years now. I obviously had long hair for a while, but if the hair touches my face where I don't want it to be touching, like I hate it. Like mm. I can't, like bangs. I could never imagine having bangs, you know, like just like Dang. rubbing yeah. on your yeah. forehead or like when your beard gets messed up and it like pushes up, I feel, or like when my mustache curls down into my lip, I just hate the feeling of hair on my face. <laughs> Except for where it's like was supposed to be. So like this, <laughs> this zone, hair free no for, for life. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> An ironic one. Yeah. JD. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm a person who loves living in a city. I like people all around me. But my biggest pet peeve is people. Like I hate people. I, I can't. I, I can't leave without being annoyed with you know people idling in their cars or oh the carpooling. That's a big one for me and at schools. And just interacting with people is just not my strong suit. Uh, but I do prefer, like, the idea of living in a cabin in the woods by myself. I, I that is hell to me somehow. <laughs> so there, there's an irony mm. there. I think so. Yeah, mm, the carpooling. Oh, Tess, they don't know that, what they're doing. It's just a weird phenomenon down yeah. here. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah. What do you, can you explain it for? Okay, so that, yeah, uh, I guess people drive their kids to school, uh, including me. Yeah. Uh, I have an excuse because my kid goes to an art school and they don't bus there. So uh, not to say that, you know, whatever. There's no transport here, really. Yeah. Uh, so a carpool lane is where you basically <laughs> pull in to bring your kid and drop them off to school. Sure. Easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody understands it. Like, the whole point is, don't pass in the carpool lane. People do it all the time. Like, just because there's kids walking, yeah, yeah. children walking, I mean, high school, but they're still children. People are trying to walk and get into the school, but people just pull out. The, it, like, screaming matches with parents. Like, you know, obscenities flying, just crazy, mm -hmm. crazy shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, like season one, episode one of Big Little Lie, you know? Exactly. Is it? Yeah. That I almost stopped watching that show because of that scene because it was so real. It was just like this is this is getting me stressed out and this is getting my my dander up, man. I can't handle it. So it's yeah. really just people not following the rules of the car. You know me. Yeah. I'm a serial You're rules a follower, yep. and I get so incensed when uh, yeah. rules are not being followed right. because sometimes the rules are there for a reason, guys. Right. And there's cops there as well. Right. Yeah, not at not at our school. Oh. So mm. it's just me. Patrolling the cop, <laughs> the old man. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, that's right. His dad was a yeah. cop too. Yeah. Um, well, mine is NFTs for a few reasons. First, because some of them are just sincerely, like, legitimately freaky. Uh, don't like some of the drawings, like uh, one from uh, Jose Frank I Blinkerton. Uh, like, you know, this one I'm showing you here on YouTube, wow. legitimately freaky. Ooh. I think Amir Blumenfeld owns owns that one. <laughs> Hope, hope you get some more ETH for that, uh, Amir. Um, second, why I, I'm afraid of NFTs. What if I miss out on all the good ones? You might be missing out, man. What am I going to do? Third, I'm afraid of the open sea. <laughs> what is what's going on? The open sea. sea. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the platform. Yeah. Oh, right, right. That's uh, how you get it, man. That's how you buy them. You got to be on open sea. Oh, right, right, right. All <laughs> uh, right, last uh, one. Before you move on, uh, Tass, that picture, yeah. I'm going to show it again. It 
freaked me out too, and I wasn't sure, like, what the hell is it? What it what it was, <laughs> but it reminded me. Now I know that it's an NFT. Yeah. I I pulled up a picture. I've been using this as my Facebook profile pic for years. It's this yeah. it reminded me of that. Yeah. But, so perhaps I should make this. This is a drawing by my son Jackson <laughs> from probably seven years ago. And it's just a scary beast. Like, it's yeah. just... Uh, no, that's an NFT now. Oh, yeah. 20 ETH. Be. Yeah, Minimum right? Minimum bid. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll put it on the old... What is it? The open sea? <laughs> yeah, get out on the open sea, my man. Careful no on the people open around. sea, man. <laughs> okay, last one here. On Wednesday night, Nets coach Steve Nash's post-game press conference was delayed because Coolio was outside the Nets press conference room telling Nash, every time I perform, the home team wins. Ten in a row. <laughs> What's the current streak you've got going on right now, Trey? I'm not sure what the streak is at right now, but it's since we went to that Grizzlies game. Not just me. I think there's been a Flight of the Concords reference on probably every show <laughs> since then. A lot of too many things on the yeah, thing. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, Steve. Steve. Yeah, we've yeah, Steve. got some Steves in there. I would like to work a leggy blonde in nice. somehow. Mm, yeah. Maybe Luke Kennard. Maybe a, maybe a Luke Kennard <laughs> reference. <laughs> Is he blonde? I don't know. Uh, he's fair head, blonde. I think. Yeah. Fair blonde head. enough. Right. Blonde enough. Yeah. Leggy Luke. Uh, JD. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, very boring. I've been uh, doing a, the Peloton for four weeks straight. Very nice. proud of myself. Good for you. Very proud of myself. Uh, Peloton's getting some good traction out of this show, I tell you. I'll tell you what. Yeah. That's true. It needs all the help it can get. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. Tassie. Streak uh, classics. Like 3,000 of them. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're at approximately 3,000. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Who's counting? I am. Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you're right. We forgot, I forgot to bring it up. Uh, I guess late last week is when we officially hit 3,000 podcasts, counting the Basketball Jones, the starters, and now no dunks. Though so it's... It's not perfect because there's a lot of other shows that sometimes we haven't counted as an actual mm -hmm. episode. But yeah, classics, no doubt. Yeah, 3,000 plus. Hmm. That That's it? it? That's it. That's all your questions? That's all. No more questions, Your Honor. <laughs> okay, excellent. Well, thank you so much to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second, if you haven't, to like the video and make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews wherever you watch or listen to the podcast, wherever you can, at least. We'll be back on Monday. Then we'll have a... You know, we'll have a little bonus or two, I think, on the No Dunks YouTube feed for you guys over the couple uh, couple of days. Next couple of days is what I'm trying to say. Uh, get your No Dunks gear over at nodunks.com. Subscription to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash no dunks. And what else? That's about it. You guys got any big plans for the weekend? Just watching all the sports, probably. So many sports, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I might saw something. Sawing is hard. <laughs> I agree. It's just, a, it's just something you'd never do. The pull, push, pull, push. <laughs> yeah, there is a, you got a nice, you got to yeah, find a nice little angry. angle and rhythm and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, or else, yeah, you're compensating with other muscle groups, but it's fun. <laughs> if you get good. in a groove. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how many rebounds did you grab this morning? Were you keeping track? Uh, too tired to count this oh, morning. Okay. Yeah, it was wow. way harder to count. Uh, guy got elbow in the face. Two black eyes, though. Three. Oh, two black eyes. So what? He got hit like right in the nose. Almost. How, yeah, how do you get yeah. two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think somebody went over over his back on a rebound, elbowed him right in the nose. Ah. <sighs> 
Not chill. No, not wow. chill at like not 7 chill. in the morning on a on a Friday. Oh. Guy didn't stop playing, though. I respect. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Weaver. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. We'll be back on Monday with your uh, NBA weekend winners and losers. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And uh, come back on Monday. We'll be running the five-man Weaver. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. Embrace the weekend.